and welcome to Grade Seven's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade Seven students talk to experts and find out more about their speciality. I am your host for this episode, Gwen, and I am a student at College Park School in Lloydminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about our podcast and who we are and what we will be doing in our podcast. We are a class of 25 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experiential okay, learning using a STEAM approach, that's TEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do we have to learn this by directly connecting what we study in the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert. They will know in their lives this person could be an expert in their profession or job or what could be traditionally considered a hobby or an interest. So without further delay, I'm pleased to introduce our expert this episode who's an expert on basketball, Tori Dugan. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Let's start by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself. Um, I'm 25 years old from uh, Perth, Australia. I came to Canada in 2014 um, and then was a freshman on the Lakeland Russell's basketball team. Um, I've been here a long time because I've had a lot of injuries along the way, two knee surgeries and then a COVID year. So now I'm in my fifth and final year on the Russes and yeah, just trying to finish off my last year with a bang. So where is Perth on like the map? Uh, so it's on the West Coast. So like West Australia is really big. So the West Coast, all of that area is West Australia, whereas like the East Coast is broken up into like three, four states, territories, I guess. Um, and the Perth's on like the bottom south kind of not bottom bottom but the bottom part of the state that's cool how many people were in your family growing up uh so there's my mom my dad myself i'm the oldest of three and then my brother and sister twins they're 18 months younger and then we have a cat and a dog your mom's a big cheerer (laughs) she is she is big cheerleader what is your family like now my what your family my family um my brother is a electrician. My sister is a registered nurse. Uh, and yeah, my mum and dad are living alone. I'll probably go live there when I'm done at college. Um, yeah, my brother has his partner. And then my sister lives with her best friend. So we're all spread apart. What do you like to do for fun? Hang out with my team, I'd say. Uh, we don't really get much time to ourselves being a college athlete. It's early mornings late nights and then in between obviously school so in our free time probably like to go out for dinner go to the movies um ice cream is a really big thing in our team and obviously as you would know um we get out in the community and coach so yeah where did you live as a kid and what was that like yeah i well i live in perth now i didn't actually grow up in perth i moved around to four or five different schools when i was younger between um kindergarten and grade seven I was like four or five schools because my dad was always on the road for work um so I grew up in like rural rural western Australia so like really small country towns my dad's an agriculture manager so always in small farm towns um so I didn't really have a base spot where I grew up I'd say I spent most of my life in Bustleton western Australia which is uh, a coastal surf kind of town um, which is two and a half hours south of Perth. All of my family lived in Perth, apart from my mum, dad, brother and sister live always away from our, most of our family in Perth. And then uh, it wasn't until my second or third year of college we ended up moving to Perth. But, yeah, I didn't really have a set point to where I lived for a long chunk of time. What was school like when you were younger? Um, school's different to here. So we have what's called primary school in um 
West Australia, so well Australia, so it, it's from we go kindergarten, pre-primary, then grade one to seven, and then uh, grade eight to twelve was high school. Um, now it's changed from seven to twelve is high school, but um, yeah, kind of like similar learning things I'd say. Um, but I grew up in a Catholic school, uh, not by choice. Um, so yeah, I was about. 1,700 to 2,000 people um, in the high school and we wear uniforms so like you guys get to wear um, I guess casual clothes we had uniforms so like blazer tie tight skirts it was very very strict and if we didn't wear the correct uniform we would uh, get a detention so school growing up was really strict um, but yeah it was I had a lot of I'm still close with a lot of my high school friends today and yeah, I definitely miss the high school days getting older, getting past college. doesn't seem like a lot of fun. So. What do you remember about grade 7 specifically? So grade 7 was when I graduated primary school and it's just a lot of fun. Um, we were the seniors at the primary school, so um, yeah, we got to like walk around the school thinking that we owned it a little bit, um, which was cool. But um yeah i was actually like we were in houses so different colors uh, we called them we called them factions and i was the captain of our faction which was orange and had a lot of responsibility when i was in grade seven um so i was looked at as one of the leaders of the school um but yeah obviously grades had to be kept in check because the better your grades are the more successful you could be with um getting certain getting into certain classes into high school so we had a lot of exams and tests in grade seven um, to get into those better classes into high school. So grade seven was a lot for me. It was very busy. What was it like living in those houses? Um, it was like like factions. So yeah. like, um, it was cool. You were, but you were meeting a lot of new people all the time. Um, I wasn't with my friends. I was the only one from my friend group who was in the orange um, house faction, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it was cool. It was awesome that I was able to develop my leadership skills um, and whatnot, being the captain of that house. But yeah, it was also good to um, better my communication skills and uh, social skills, I, I guess, with getting to know and making more friends. So it's kind of like um, like Hogwarts houses. Before yes, houses. yes, like, yes. You don't actually live in a house with these people, but you have, you're a team, a group. Yeah. yeah. Why did you decide to go to Lakeland College? Oh, this is a long story. Um, try to keep it kind of shorter. Um, I went through a recruiting company. So back in Australia when I was being recruited, a lot of people didn't know about colleges and universities um, and how to get there. I actually didn't know that any colleges or universities existed in Canada. I was so set on going to the States. Um, and then going through a recruiting company, I had to give my sport resume and highlight tape and they would send it out to colleges that they thought that you would fit into. Um, I had a bunch of schools in the States that were like non-scholarship, obviously me being an international I needed a scholarship because I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Um, and then Lakeland and Nate in Edmonton were the only two Canadian schools that reached out to me and I had no idea who, where these schools were and how if they were even real because we get told in Australia that the States is where you've got to go. Um, but yeah, I would say that um, the Canadian coaches, the way they communicated and the way that they go out to really want you to get you was so different to any school in the States. Um, to put this nicely, schools in the States kind of like give you false information as 
Uh, an example would be they would tell you that you're going to come in and play 35 to 40 minutes a game when they haven't actually seen you play. So you'd know right then and there that that's not true because you work and earn your playing time. And Chris King, my coach, and uh, Todd Warnick at Nate would say you've got to work for your playing time and whatnot. But Chris just, uh, so my coach right now, Skyped me, was Skype back then, um, would Skype, uh, email constantly and just saying my how much my value would mean to their program and whatnot. So it was kind of a no-brainer for me to go to Lakeland. Um, it also, my parents felt a lot safer for me coming to Canada than to the States. Um, the one school that I really wanted to go to in the States was in uh, Nebraska and that was straight in the middle of a t- tornado belt so my parents were not comfortable taking me there uh, or well, sending me over there. Um, but yeah, I didn't even look where Lloydminster was. I didn't check the weather, nothing. I just thought that it was the best fit for me and that yeah, was by far the best decision I made. And it turned out well for Chris. And, well, I guess so. It turned out well for me as well. So, What are you focusing on in school besides basketball? Um, so in the fall of 2020, I actually got my uh, Bachelor of Arts General Studies degree. Um, since then, I've been working towards business certificate, which, um, yeah, basically already I'm done my school. Uh, so this semester, I'm actually just taking classes to play basketball. Um, nothing, none of my school goes towards a degree or a diploma or a certificate or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I'm just basically wrapping up this semester for basketball. Now I'd like to invite Esme to ask this question. Hi, my name's Esme, and what are you doing after you leave Lloyd and the Rustlers? Um, I will be heading back to Perth at the end of April, and I'll spend about a month and a half at home catching up with family, friends, and whatnot. And then in the middle of June, I actually signed a professional basketball contract to go play in New Zealand for uh, 12 weeks, So, which is pretty awesome for myself, uh, something that's been a dream of mine to play professionally in another country. So, yeah, it's uh, got a big, I guess, next couple of months coming up keep in shape and keep my basketball skills up to date. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your basketball career at Lakeland College. Oh, okay. So my first two years uh, all up, we went 46 and two in the regular season. So 22 and two, my first year, 24 and 0 my second year. I got rookie of the year in my first year and then MVP for the team my second year. Um, after my second year, I took a year off and played professionally at home and I ended up tearing my ACL. So that put me out the entire next year. I already always planned on coming back, but Chris um, was very fortunate that he honored my scholarship and brought me back even though I couldn't play. So I did my rehab here, um, which was not fun or easy by any means. It was very tough uh, physically and mentally, especially. And then 2018-19, I set a goal to come back in good shape and whatnot. And then the second practice in, I retore my meniscus in the same knee. But I did not want to get an MRI or sit out the year again. So I ended up playing with a torn meniscus the whole season. Um, That season, we ended up getting the first ever women's basketball medal for ACAC in the program. Um, we ended up getting bronze, which wasn't, it was awesome to get the first medal, but we knew we wanted to get gold. Um, and then, so during that, after that season, during that summer, I ended up going home, getting surgery again. And then I worked hard to get as healthy as I could. So then 2019, 2020, um, 
we ended up having a really good season and getting uh, the first ever gold medal for uh, Lakeland basketball men or women history. And so, uh, yeah, we ended up getting a trip to nationals in Nanaimo, which is where we're actually going this year, but that got cancelled due to COVID and the world shutting down. So that was obviously really, really hard and uh, definitely hard on all of us athletes to try to stay focused. And obviously the next year got cancelled as well. So then I took the year off to just get in as best shape, strong and like strength and like emotionally, physically, mentally, everything. And yeah, this year everyone had the same goal was to get our redemption, get our gold medal back, go back to Nanaimo for nationals and actually get our chance of going to nationals for the first time. Our women's basketball has never been nationals before. Um, and yeah, this season we went 16-0 and regular season and we haven't lost a game yet. Like, um, as mentioned, we got gold on Saturday, so we're currently 19-0. and And then we head to Nanaimo next Wednesday and play the eight best teams in Canada. So hoping, hoping to bring back a national gold medal. So excited to go to Nanaimo? Yeah, for sure. I've uh, always wanted to go to the coast on BC, in BC. So just to be able to go there um, for nationals is just, in my last year, is just a, a bonus and a cherry on top to my career at Lakeland. Yeah, that's very exciting. Um, what was winning the ACAC College Basketball Championship like this past weekend? Um, so I compare it to the 2020 year. Um, it, we were all ecstatic and so excited. We'd never won before. And yeah, it was just like crazy emotions and excitement in 2020. Whereas this year, it was a lot more emotional. I Obviously, uh, you only saw the Friday game, but um, on Saturday, uh, all us older players who are in, who obviously like, are in the starting lineup and whatnot, we got pulled out with about two minutes to go, and we all sat there and just cried on the bench together because just with COVID and the challenges that that's brought to us and what we've had to, I guess, conquer and go through was uh, extremely ta- challenging. So it was just nice to know that. It was so rewarding that all our hard work had paid off and we finally got our redemption and achieved what we set out to do this year. So, yeah, it was obviously we got to celebrate on Saturday night and it was awesome afterwards, but in that moment, um, it was definitely emotional. So. What happened with Jaden and her knee? Did she get to play the last game? No, so um, Jaden's knee was massive. It's extremely swollen. Um, they actually feared that it could be her ACL, so... Yeah that would put her out for nationals. She's out for nationals regardless. She can't put weight on it at the moment. Um, so yeah, that could jeopardize the team the ne- the following season. Obviously she's a massive piece to the program and the team, but also being a co-captain with myself, she's an integral part um, as a leader. So her not being on the floor helps, uh, does not help us, sorry. It uh, hurts us a lot and uh, yeah, I just hope that she can get her knee sorted out and hopefully it's not worst case scenario. But yeah, it doesn't look good at the moment. Well, I hope it gets better. Yeah. What is this typical day like during the season and look like for you as a student athlete? Um, well, for me, I have a pretty easy schedule. Um, I only take three classes. The minimum you can take is three. The maximum you can take is five. Um, but yeah, typically... Early morning, 6 a.m. start, um, practice during the day. We then have to lift three to four times a week. Um, and then skills of a night as well. So, like I mentioned, we don't really get much downtime, but do in a sense. Um, 
I work a part-time job at Hoop Factory, so I work every Tuesday, Thursday nights. Um, so that helps with a little bit of income to be able to pay rent and groceries and whatnot. So, yeah, it's pretty full on, but you manage to make time for yourself. I would like to invite Addie M to ask a question. Hi, my name's Addie, and have you ever hurt yourself during a game? I have, yeah. So um, I told my ACL, uh, which is the worst thing you can do to your knee, um, and then obviously retore my meniscus. But just recently, uh, a week ago, um, I rolled my ankle in the last part of the game pretty bad, and I took this whole week to rehab and try to get it right, and it wasn't nowhere near as nowhere near close to 100%, but I knew I had to play. Um, got through Friday's game and then Saturday's game I re-rolled it again, so I'm in a bit of pain at the moment, but just got to rehab and recover for Nationals because an injury is not going to stop me from playing. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you play basketball as a kid and what was that like? Uh, so I started playing basketball really late. I didn't start until I was 12 or 13 years old. Uh, netball was my main sport which is really big in Australia not so as much in Canada um, but we actually when I first started we could only take three dribbles so to teach us how to pass so we'd take three dribbles pick it up pass if you took more it was considered a double dribble um, which doesn't really make sense but the rule was three dribbles um, but yeah as I started to move throughout Western Australia I got exposed a little bit throughout the domestic competition um, I represented Western Australia country on three occasions, twice in the under-16 level and once at the under-18 level. Um, but yeah, I made a lot of friends throughout the state um, because a lot of my teammates were throughout all of Western Australia. So that was really cool to meet um, new people and make new friends, which I'm still close with today, but also get the exposure to a lot of coaches. So I was definitely um, very privileged as a basketball player growing up. So Would you like to explain what netball is? Um, so think of it as though the hoop is like a basketball hoop without the backboard. Um, you're only allowed to go in certain zones off the floor. Uh, there's seven players allowed on each team, but you can't sub in and out during the game. You can only sub out after each quarter. So same as basketball, there's four quarters, but you can only make subs at the end of the quarter unless obviously there's an injury or whatnot. Um, I played centre court, which is I was able to run throughout the whole court except in except in the semicircle where the goal shooters and goalkeepers were allowed. So um, and then yeah, when you catch the ball, you're allowed only a pivot foot. And you can't uh, dribble or walk with the ball. Um, so that definitely helped with like my pivoting, um, not being not travelling in basketball, and also it helped with my passing a lot. So yeah, I would like to invite Cohen to ask a question. Hi. How many years have you played basketball for? Oh, if I started 12, 13, about yeah, 13 years, 13 years I'd say, yeah. Not very long considering how old I am. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Have there been times that you felt discouraged as a basketball player? What made you keep going? Yeah, uh, lots of times I'm only, I'm a point guard and I'm only five, two, five, three. Um, I'm very small. Yeah, so I'm really small and I've had a lot of people say you can't do this, you can't make this team, you can't go to college because of your height. Um, that's never ever stopped me. Um, it's, if anything, it's put more fuel to my fire. I'm not someone to be told by another person how to run my life um, or how I should. So yeah, even I have family members who are like, oh, I just wish you were a little bit taller so you could be better, but I don't think like that. I feel like I play way bigger than what I am. 
Um, I'm fast, so I use my speed to my advantage. And I think that I'm, I'm also left-handed, so that makes it a little bit more difficult for me to guard just because there's so many right-handed people. So you get used to forcing people left. So that usually plays out to my advantage. But yeah, I've had a lot of people throughout my years of basketball tell me that I couldn't do this, couldn't do that because I'm too small. And it's just given me more of a reason to prove everyone wrong and those people who have doubted. So I would just say that anyone who has been doubted for what you want to do, you just never take that advice. You keep sticking to what you believe in and uh, yeah, keep working towards what you want because in the end you'll eventually get there. Does your team like give you courage at all? Oh yeah, we have such a great culture at Lakeland. Um, we're really big on positivity and building one another up. Um, any negative energy or like negative people just won't last in the program. If they don't quit, I feel like they would be pushed out very quickly just because we don't tolerate that within the program. But yeah, I think uh, your teammates are your biggest hype, hype man. Um, obviously, you, my coach is pretty good at like giving me feedback and constructive criticism. But in regards to yeah, um, being, I guess, brought up, your teammates are the best people for that. So. Yeah, they do a good job. Can you tell us about an experience where you were unsure but you chose to participate anyway and give your best effort? Yeah, coming to Canada was a prime example of that. I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay home and play professional basketball or if I wanted to take a leap of faith and uh, come out to Canada and experience life by myself and grow up. Um, but yeah, it was the best decision I ever made to come here. It made me grow up really quickly, become independent. I don't really think I would have got, I would have grown up as quick as I have um, if I chose to stay home. But obviously, coming from half a world away, basically all across the, from all the way around the globe, um, yeah, it was a really big decision. And yeah, I'm glad I've never looked back since then. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? Do you consider yourself an expert? No, I do not ex consider myself the next an expert. I am always constantly learning from different people, and I think one thing that my parents did a really good job at doing was never stop working hard because there's always someone out there that's working harder and that's better than you. And I consider an expert someone that's the best at some something that they do, um, which is not me by any means. But yeah, I just obviously I work hard for what I earn. So. Um, yeah, expert is a hard one for me to define because I don't think I am by any means, but I guess a role model for me would be like an expert, I guess, in a definition because I just try to be a role model for the community and the younger kids. So. What do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? Um, failure is a, you can't fail, you can't succeed without failing. Um, what when you fail it's what helps you grow so I've been hit with a lot of failures I'd say um, especially when I was younger in college I think I thought I was the bee's knees and especially being an import I thought I'd come in and play right away and that's not what happened at all I actually sat on the bench a lot during exhibition games and it wasn't until the starting point guard uh, hurt her ankle that I was able to step in and did a really good job and then ended up starting that whole year but only I think because of default at that point in time but um, before I end up coming to Canada I got cut from a U under 20s West Australian team which I believed I should have made but I had a lot of people 
um, doubting my size and what I could and couldn't do at that level. And I was really, really close to quitting and I thought that that could have basically ended my basketball career. But then I thought that I would use that failure to make me stronger and to keep working at my game and to prove those people who thought wrong about me that I would obviously prove them wrong. So I did that and looking back and knowing that I'd accomplished proving them wrong just uh, makes me feel very fulfilled. <laughs> and for the rookies on the team, like when do they usually start playing in games? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, a lot of, so talent varies within rookies. Um, if you're an import rookie, you're expected to come in and play. Um, that's, yeah, that's just a, my coach does not bring over um, imports to not play. Um, so if you're an import rookie, you're expected to come in and play. But other than that, like we have seven or eight rookies this year and four of them play a lot of minutes. Um, the other four don't play at all. So basically those, the four that do play, they, they're the ones that work hard. They put in the extra time. Um, I guess being a part of the program means more to them other than the ones that don't play. They're kind of the ones who would rather stay home and watch Netflix instead of getting into the gym. So I guess that's what kind of makes um, what rookies play or what don't, who, or who don't. So. so are those like four rookies that play, do they just like work hard all the time? Oh yeah, ones? for sure. Um, especially in practices and like lifting, they get the, the extra lifts in, they're in the gym a lot. Um, but yeah, they are definitely the ones, obviously Zaya's the one that, um, she's the other Australian, uh, she's an import, so she's really good. She was always going to come in and play, but, um, Beth, Lena and Sarah are the three others that play and they just always are putting in the extra time to be better. Um, so yeah, that's what separates them from the other rookies for sure. I can definitely tell that it pays off on the court. Oh yeah. Um, tell us about someone who you looked up to when you were younger. Um, I'm a massive AFL football fan, so that's Australian uh, Australian Football League, so Australian Rules Football. Um, obviously, it's only played in Australia at the, the top level. Um, so I looked up to a few players uh, within that. That was my first sport. But then when I started to get into basketball, I'd say um, Lauren Jackson, who is not a point guard, she's a tall post. Um, on the women's national Australian women's national team, but she was someone who just like put her name on the, I guess international stage for Australian basketballers. She was in the WNBA, um, was MVP, all of that, and then yeah, basically just like helped young ones like me believe that there was an opportunity to go bigger and further than to just stay at home and play basketball at home. So yeah, I'd say definitely Lauren Jackson. I'm not sure if you know who she is. Um, didn't think so, but. Yeah, no, she's definitely uh, who I would look up to. Well, now it's open mic, so. Ooh. Hi, I'm Callie, and are there any words in Canada that confuse you or sound funny? Yeah, uh, when you guys say sorry, it sounds like you're saying Tory. <laughs> so every time someone will be like, sorry, sorry, I'm looking around like, what, what? And I don't really, I don't realize that they're not actually saying my name. Um, and then I would say my coach, this might just be him, but he says pillow instead of pillow. So I'm not sure if that's a Canadian accent or just his accent. So, but yeah, the number one would be sorry. Sounds like you're saying Tori. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Hello, I'm Breton. 
And I was wondering, is there anything that you do that, like, makes you feel more comfortable on the court? Uh, yeah, I'd say I'm very superstitious. Um, I always have to put my right, so- I mean, my left sock, shoe on and whatnot. Um, I get nervous for every game, but doing the same routine in the game over and over definitely helps. So, like I said, I put my left uh, sock, well, I get taped, so left ankle taped, sock, shoe on. And then at like the 55 minute mark, I go into the team room, stretch, put uh, music on in my ears, kind of relax. And then uh, at 45, I go in and shoot for five minutes in the gym. And then at 40, we warm up. Um, So just keeping that same constant routine uh, definitely helps me relax and settle down because I'm someone who stresses and gets worked up a bit for big games. So I've got to constantly stay in the same routine, but um, music helps a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, What is it like traveling by bus and how do you pass the time? Oh, it's a good time to kind of bond with your teammates. Um, I sleep a lot on the bus, not going to lie. I fall asleep pretty easy on the bus, but um, that's also an opportunity to catch up with your school. Um, So we do do a lot of homework on the bus, but also download any Netflix series that we're watching um, or that you're watching or whatnot. Um, But yeah... Time on the bus passes by pretty quick through sleep, homework, and then Netflix. So. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hi, my name's Rainer, and what is the weather like in Western Australia, and how does it compare to Lloydminster? So, West Australia in the summers is like 40 degrees. It is blistering hot, um, too hot to handle sometimes. Uh, and then in the winters, it's pretty... It's not cold at all, really, in comparison to here. Um, it's like the lowest it probably gets to is like 8 to 15 degrees, so it's warm in comparison to here. Um, I, it took a while for me to acclimatise to the winters in Canada. I froze constantly and I did not like it, but I will say that I love the Canadian summers. It's a lot more cooler and doable than what Western Australia is. You can barely go outside sometimes just because you just burn. Um, but yeah, I do love the Canadian summers being like 25 to 30 degrees. It is a definite nice change from the West Australian summers. So. Okay, thank you. Hi, my name is Brett, and are there any things about Canada that you find weird or funny? Ooh, uh, yeah, I would say I find poutines disgusting. I do not like them at all. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the purpose of fries gravy and cheese I just never have um, and then uh, clothing wise I would say that in the winter you're able to wear like I guess sweatsuits and um, boots and whatnot not really care about your appearance whereas back home it's very like you've got to dress nice like really like posh I'd say which I really like here I don't like it back home but originally I found that um, kind of weird that People don't dress up as much here, so, but now I'm used to it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Kelly again. <laughs> um, and what are, what needs to happen to address the gender gap in basketball? For example, WNBA and the NBA. Um, I think for sure the amount of publicity that men get in their um, profession in sports is nowhere near close to what women get. Uh, well, women don't get the same attention as what the men get, obviously. Um, and then the pay is a massive difference. Um, men can just live off, obviously, they get millions and millions of dollars in their endorsements. 
aside from what they already get paid from um, from their cl- their teams or whatnot. Whereas women have to constantly be playing year round to be able to make a living. They don't get an off season really. They've got to keep playing and. I just don't think that just by the way social media is um, and how they're portrayed that they don't get the um, exposure or anything that they deserve at all. Um, the pay isn't anywhere close to what it should be. And also you see all of these silly highlights on uh, social media for men and you could see the women, a women's team winning a championship and that's not even on social media. So I just think we've got to keep making awareness, keep talking about it and maybe hopefully one day we get a step closer to addressing the issue and yeah getting women getting the exposure that they need thank you hi i'm jackson and are there some differences between basketball in australia and canada uh we both play fiba so fiba's both um it's like the what the world play in the olympics and whatnot so it's not too much different whereas like the states play uh their rules obviously it's a lot different to the rest of the world which they have to be I guess but uh it's not too much different I'd say the only thing that's different is that the game here is a lot faster um so you've got to be in better shape and uh if you're slow and in bad shape you probably won't be able to make a make a team just because the league in Canada especially in the ACAC is super fast it's back forth back forth so I definitely say that's the biggest difference just a lot faster okay thank you is Bill Gay going to the FIBA uh, she's playing for Switzerland, yeah. yes. Oh, that's so. actually really cool. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. heard my dad talking about it, so. Yeah, in the summer. Hello, it's Breton again, and I was wondering, is there any advice for Gwen or others who are looking to pursue basketball? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd just say stay true to yourself and who you are and what you believe in, um, especially if you want to achieve the goal, say go to college. Um, do not let people get in your way. Keep pursuing it. Keep working hard. I know it's cliche saying hard work pays off, but hard work has always paid off for myself. Um, yeah, just keep keep pushing, keep uh, going, well, uh, pushing through the obstacles that you face. Um, you'll eventually get there. Just never give up, and I guess embrace the failures to go towards your success. So. Yeah. And also, is it true that the spiders and snakes in Australia are very big? Uh, okay, um, put this debate to rest. I've lived in Australia, obviously, until I came to Canada. I saw a few big spiders, yes, but they do not. They're more scared of you than what we are of them. And then I saw one snake. So there are, but where I live, you barely see them. So if you're scared of coming to Australia because of snakes and spiders, you're thinking wrong. I've only seen one in my whole life. So Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So what's your training schedule like in the summer and how do you prepare for the season? Um, I get up at 5.30, work out at from 6 to 7.30, 8 o'clock. That's weightlifting, cardio. And then during the day, um, I would go to Hoop Factory where I work and shoot before my shift. Um, but I like to get everything over and done with in the morning so I have a free afternoon and time to work. Um, so yeah, I guess it's basically just making sure that keeping your weights up, your cardio. Um, if you keep your cardio and weightlifting up, um, the basketball skills usually stay intact. But I put up over 70,000 three-point shots this summer um, just because I needed to improve my three-point shooting game and that's definitely paid off. So I went from shooting 
I think 18 or something percent from the three-point line before this uh, season and this season I'm averaging I finished uh, topping the league in three-point percentage at 43.7 so it was a massive increase oh yeah and do you ever play for fun in the summer with your teammates no I don't actually um just because a lot of my teammates do but I'm very injury prone obviously like I said I've had two knee surgeries and other than that I still get injured a lot so um me playing for fun I just I'm very self-conscious that I will hurt myself um but we have camps in the summer and whatnot so we do that um the uh training in the summer was more so just with myself so never played for fun I would love to but do you um, travel back and forth? Like, when's the last time you've been back home? Uh, three years ago. So I haven't seen... I, actually, my parents just came. They left last Monday. They came for almost a month, and I hadn't seen them in three years. So that was awesome seeing them, but I haven't seen my siblings and extended family in three years just because of COVID, basically. And um, the summer here is our winter, so to go home and get a job in the winter is very, very difficult. So I stayed home. I mean, I stayed here to get a job and I guess earn more money. So, yeah. How long are you like on the court before games? Uh, like every day. Is that what you're meaning? Like, or, or just, just before games? Like, what's your time schedule before? Games? Um. So I, on game days before we play, um, I would get in for about an hour. I don't try to go over an hour because I don't, I want to save my legs and my arms for the game. So um, I'd usually get in at around lunchtime for an hour and then rest and then get ready for the game. Game days are very, very simple because you want to save your energy for the actual game. How long is a, um, a typical career for, uh, like professional career? What are, what are you looking at and and how, like, is the living that you're going to make off of that, is that going to be enough or are you going to have to supplement that with, with another job? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so with the offer that I got in New Zealand, so that's only a 12-week commitment, uh, they pay for my rent, my flights and everything as well as the salary that I'll be getting on top of that. So that would be enough for that time there. Um, but no, not for, I'd have to be playing at the top, top league, like WNBA plays all the time, um, to be earning a living. A lot of imports who are professionals, they have to have a job on the side, which sounds ludicrous because the men don't, um, the men get their money and they can live off that. The women don't get anywhere close to that. Um, I'm actually lucky that my New Zealand offer, I can obviously afford to live off what I got, but in the long term, absolutely not. I'd have to be, I'd have to be focused on a career and you've got to be thinking of what you want to do as a career as well as basketball and that juggle for women is extremely difficult. Um, but I'd say a lot of women stop their professional careers in their mid-30s. Um, yeah, I'd say 35 to 38, I think they'd be good for, I'd say. Um, I actually want to just, because being in Canada has just meant so much to me playing college basketball, that being able to get this pro offer was, I wasn't expecting it by any means. And I've got to jump at the opportunity while I can. But after that, definitely going to have to start thinking about getting a real proper job because just the pay in women's sports is nowhere near enough. That's unfortunate. Yeah. 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 Do you ever get inspired by um, like other female basketball players? In higher leagues and in yeah, league. for sure. Uh, 
I guess our national team player Leilani Mitchell. She's very short. She's five five, so she's she was able to get to the national league and represent our country. And I think she just gives us small people uh, hope that there is a chance that we can eventually get to the top level. Um, whereas a lot of other teams don't have small players. Um, but yeah, I guess just like picking a role model who like you resemble yourself around definitely helps to stay positive and focused and she's been one player that I've been able to kind of like model my game around and kind of give myself a little bit of hope that I can keep pursuing that goal so yeah that's the last question from the floor so we're gonna wrap things up now is there anything you else you would like to say no I've thanks for having me I've enjoyed my time here so yeah thank you Thank you for coming, Tori. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about college basketball. And thank you to my classmates for the question. And thank you, listeners. Have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode. to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.